Well, today is November 5th, Amanda, and it is also National Love Your Red Hair Day. Does that mean loving your own red hair or loving the red-headed people in your life? I, can, I would say both, Amanda. Well, National Love Your Red Hair Day actually celebrates the beauty of those gorgeous red tresses. Uh, there's no reason to be shy. Redheads get to spotlight um, the show of their unique qualities of their hair. Do you know only 5% of the population is redheaded? Yeah, but you can get it out of a bottle anytime you want. That you, is true. Were you ever a redhead? You know what? Actually, as a baby, I was Auburn. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. But uh, some of my best friends are redheaded. Uh, so shout out to all my redheaded best friends. There you go. I'm Marco I... Timpano, by the way. I didn't introduce myself. Well, my friends... I was going to name all my friends. I'm Amanda Barker. I do not have red hair. Okay. Good and neither does Marco, I don't think. Although no. you have red in your beard. I used to have red in my beard. And now that all the red that was in my beard has gone white. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, listen, if you were born today, November 5th, then you are likely a Scorpio who is extremely talented, Amanda. I know dramatic pauses there. <laughs> <laughs> I got lost on the page there for a I didn't brief know what second. was happening or what you were leading up no, to. I... I, I connected with my inner redhead okay well you are also an excellent communicator unlike myself who can also be known for your writing so oh. you'd make a great author if you were born today talented communicators and authors yeah today. let's see if there's any great authors i on bet the there's list. some great writers in here i can see a few already okay um so let's start with famke jensen i don't know if i've said it right but i know that she's famous yes i know that i've read it a lot I just don't know that I've brought her up in conversation. So sometimes Born on This Day podcast is a podcast where we say those names that we always just said in our head. That's right. And Famke Janssen. Famke, yeah, I guess. Is it Janssen? Janssen, whatever. We don't know, and we're sorry to butcher your name, Famke, but I know you're one of the most exciting Bond girls after the villainous Zinja Onotap. Onotap. On top. On the top, yeah. It's a play on words. She's on top, you know. Yeah. Zina on the top, I think it is. God. I don't like Bond. I know you don't. <laughs> I just don't like it. And the nineteen ninety film Adventure Gold. I don't. I don't not like it. I just, it just. We need to go. We need to watch some Bond films. Old I feel ones. like. I feel like if you and I sat down and watched Bond films, you'd get into it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, after that success, she so she played that role. That's because right. I don't think I really said that properly. Yeah. After that success, she gave acclaimed performances in Celebrity, The Faculty, and Don't Say a Word, and starred as Jean Grey in the X Men franchise, another one I could care less about. She starred on the shows Hemlock Grove. Yeah. So we have some friends that were on that, The Blacklist, and How to Get Away with Murder. She was born on this day in Amstelveen, Netherlands, in nineteen. 19- 64. Yeah, she's also the wife of Liam Neeson's character in those movies where he's like... Um, oh, her. Uh, I think that's her. Uh, we tend to call her eat a sandwich then. No, I don't. Well, you she, do. she she could use to eat a sandwich. Well, okay, but what's the name of that, that series? Taken. Taken, thank yeah, yeah, you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, It must be Janssen then if she's yeah. Dutch. Okay. Okay. We'll figure that out. Look up Love the Love the next one. All right, Amanda, do it. Uh, Sam... Rockwell made his debut on the miniseries Joan Crawford's Children when he was just 11 years old, gaining ground later on independent films in the 90s like Jerry and Tom, Box of Moonlight, and Long Dogs. His status increased with his acclaimed performance in The Green Mile, followed by lead roles in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind and Moon. In his 2017, his performance in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri earned him an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, followed the next year with a second nomination for Vice. He then went on to play, so wonderfully, Bob Fosse in the series Oh, that's right, yeah. Fosse Verdon, and performs the voice of 
of Vic Reynolds on F is for Family. Did he not get nominated for uh, an Emmy for playing Bob Fosse? He should have. She did for playing Verdon, yeah. yeah. And she won it. Yeah. Uh, but I think he was nominated for, for his... I don't think he won, but I think he was nominated. He was born on this day in Daly City, California in 1968. Tilda Swinton began her career working in the films of painter-turned-experimental director... Derek Jarman, gaining international recognition when she starred in the lead role uh, in Sally Potter's 1993 adaptation of Virginia Woolf's Orlando. Do you know that? No? no. Uh, but two- I know the next one. This is the first time I ever saw her. The 2000 Danny Boyle film, The Beach. What did you think of her in that? I loved her in it. There's a beautiful scene. I don't know who shot it, but there's a beautiful scene where they have her. She's sort of the queen bee of this uh, commune. Right. And she... They make her look exactly like the the reclining Buddha right. in Thailand. And it's just a brilliant moment where they make her look like the Buddha. Um, that was always very interesting. I have a lot to say about the beach because I loved the book. Sure. Um, and I was very into it. And I was in Thailand back in those days. But um, she was, that character was initially a brash American. Oh, that's right. Named Sal, I believe. But anyways, a brash American uh, woman and right. the author was British, so it was a real uh, comment on American um, principles versus right. British right. cultural differences. Sure. But because they had to make it for American audiences, they made the narrator American and her British, right. which turned it in very different way into like a colonialization, upper crust kind right. of way of leading. Anyway, uh, I thought a great film. I thought a brilliant performance. And I remember being like, who is this woman? Well, that brought her to Hollywood, that film. I see. Where she quickly became a household name, starring in The Deep End, Constantine, and as the White Witch in The Chronicles of Narnia. In 2007, she won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in Michael Clayton. Mm. I need to see that film. Okay, good. Because it's constantly mentioned. Yeah. And went on to star in Only Lovers Left Alive, Trainwreck, which she was great in. Trainwreck? You don't no. remember Trainwreck? No. Okay. Uh, a Bigger Splash and the remake of Suspiria. She was born on this day in London in 1960. In Trainwreck, she plays the boss of what's her what's name? What's Trainwreck? It's though? the one with that um, with Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer oh. and her boss is like, oh. and her boss is all kind of. I was thinking like a movie about a train wreck. No, I forgot it's Amy Schumer's. Yeah, movie and you were like, been... you didn't realize till the end it was Tilda Swinton. Oh, That's how right. good she was in that yeah, role. She's a fantastic. Yeah, she's fantastic. Actress. Yeah, she's chameleon. Robert Patrick became famous playing the villainous T-1000 in the 1991 James Cameron blockbuster Terminator 2, Judgment Day, and it led to his roles in Copland, The Faculty, and All the Pretty Horses. In 2000, he took over the lead role on The X-Files after David Duchovny left the series, playing Don John Dodgett in seasons 8 and 9 of that popular series. Does anyone remember... David Duchovny not being on the X-Files, though. No. I I mean, I never really watched it, but... Anyway, more recently, he was on the Perry Mason reboot. He was born in Marletta, Georgia in 1958. Tatum O'Neill was cast in the 1973 film Paper Moon after the film's production designer, Polly Platt, met her and decided she was the right person to play opposite her real-life father, Ryan O'Neill, in the film. Mm. Uh, the result was history in the making when O'Neill became the youngest winner of a competitive Oscar at the age of 10. Yeah, wow. A record that has yet to be beaten. O'Neill had further starring roles in The Bad News Bears, Nickelodeon, and Little Darlings. While off-screen having highly publicized problems in uh, line with the saddest child star cliches, of course, Amanda. Yeah, all, all, all the awful things, yeah. yeah. 
But then she returned to performing in the 21st century with high-profile appearances in Sex in the City, Law and Order, Criminal Intent, and the films The Runaways, This is 40, her autobiography, autobiography. So speaking of authors, Amanda, mm. um, a paper, Le- a paper life sets the record straight on her past troubles with her parents and her marriage to tennis superstar John McEnroe. She was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1963. Now I believe in that autobiography, A Paper Life. She actually says that Ryan O'Neill was uh, jealous. I bet. I bet he was yeah. of her Oscar win mm. and threatened by her to some degree. Mm. And it didn't go well for them, right. for her to... You would think a father and daughter playing in an Oscar-winning movie, um, but it actually didn't end well. She was so great in Paper Moon. Mm-hmm. I really loved her in A Paper Moon, okay. actually. I love that movie, actually. Sam Shepard, another person I love, and an amazing... We said that if you're born on this day, you're an amazing author. Well, this yes. is definitely proving to be true, and we're mostly... Of course, we mo- mostly focus on um, you know people in the entertainment industry, um, and especially actors. But Sham, sure. Sam Shepard is an amazing actor, was an amazing actor and amazing playwright, of course. He was a successful playwright when Terrence Malick insisted on his transitioning into acting in his 1978 film Days of Heaven. He continued to appear in films including Resurrection, Francis and the Right Stuff, for which he was nominated for an Oscar, while also writing plays. I mean, he's written so many plays. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you've ever performed in a Sam Shepard play. I have. I haven't, but his plays are phenomenal the one that's get gets done the most i believe is uh true west mm-hmm. um but he also wrote buried child fool for love i was in one called oh i can't think of what it was called you'll come you'll come to it uh, that's gonna drive me nuts um it was a crazy i mean we were fishing in bathtubs and wearing fur coats it was just a crazy crazy play um and he won the uh prolitzer prize by the way for buried child toward the end of his life he appeared in the films august osage county midnight specials and the shows klondike and bloodline he also plays the love interest in my mother's favorite film baby boom oh i didn't know that was your mother's favorite film she was you know going through a lot because we had moved to canada from boston so she really identified with uh, diane keaton in that film and uh Sam Shepard is very likable in that film. He was born on this day in Fort Sheridan, Illinois in 1943. He died in 2017 at the age of 73. Uh, Oh, what was the name of that? You look it up while I cover Vivian Lee. Oh, please do. Vivian Lee ended the years-long search for the perfect actress to play Scarlett O'Hara. She was magnificent in that, in Gone with the Wind, giving what is still one of the most beloved and admired performances in film history. One, one which earned her the 1939 Academy Award for Best Actress. Her career of only 19 films continued with Waterloo Bridge, The Hamilton Woman, Caesar and Cleopatra, and she won a second Academy Award for playing Blanche Dubois in the film version of Tennessee Williams' A Streetcar Named Desire and starred in Stanley Kramer's Ship of Fools. Her last, her life was not so glamorous, Amanda, unfortunately, off-screen, suffering a great deal from both physical and me- mental illness for many years and completing only three more films after her second Oscar and before her death from chronic tuberculosis uh, in 1967 at the age of 53. She was so young. She was born on this day in Darjeeling, India in 1913. Wow. Vivian Lee. If you... If, all you have to do is watch uh, Gone with the Wind and and you'll see what a star is by watching her performance. Uh, did you figure out the play, Amanda? I did. It was actually called Chicago. 
Um, but one that also got performed a whole lot was called Cowboy Mouth. That was a really popular one. Sam Shepard was very popular at my university. Okay. People just, it was really cool to do a Sam Shepard play. And so I made sure I did one. I don't, I didn't remember the name though. Elkie <laughs> Summer is best known for a performance opposite Peter Sellers in the comedy classic A Shot in the Dark which she appeared in the same year she won the Golden Globe Award for the year's most promising newcomer, female. The German-born actress went on to appear in the films The Oscar. Do you know that film, Amanda? Nope. The Venetian Affair and the Mario Bava horror classic Baron Blood and Lisa and the Devil. Mm, that sounds like a good one. Uh, which she was re-edited and re-released as House of Exorcism after the success of The Exorcist. Isn't that funny? <laughs> In the 80s, she appeared in The Love Boat. I remember her from The Love Boat all the time. And the episodes of Saint Elsewhere and has continued to appear in films in her native Germany until as recently in 2000, as 2017. She was born on this day in Berlin in 1940 and we need to see more of Elke Sommer in films. Well, one person that we saw a lot of more than the producers initially thought uh, was Herb Edelman on The Golden Girls. So Dorothy, of course, on The Golden Girls, told us about the schmuck who left her after 38 years for a stewardess and, uh, and many other stories. Uh, episode two of the show, he was played by Herb Edelman. He was so popular playing uh, the character known as Stanley Zvornak that he returned 24 more times wow. over the seven years of the popular series and was nominated, actually, for two Emmys for the role. Good for him. Edelman also appeared in the film versions of the Neil Simon plays Barefoot in the Park, The Odd Couple, and California Suite. And he played the NYPD Lieutenant Artie Girlber Girl on episodes of Murder, She Wrote as well. He was born on this day in Brooklyn in 1933. He died in 1996 at the age of 62. Oh, That's sad. Yeah. He was great as Stanley. Yeah, he was fantastic. Yeah. Clearly, he was a stage actor who, you know, dabbled a little bit in uh, episodic TV, yeah. and uh, he's uh, definitely known for that role. Aitana Sanchez Gigon is a leading lady in Spain who had a brief Hollywood crossover when she co-starred with Keanu Reeves in the 1995 romantic drama A Walk in the Clouds. She co-starred with Javier Bardem in Mouth to Mouth and starred in the Bigas Luna 1997 drama The Chambermaid on the Titanic. I remember hearing about The Chambermaid on the Titanic. Do you remember that, Amanda? No. Well, she was born in Rome in 1968. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, if you ever heard Carrie Fisher tell stories about her live-in boyfriend with whom she had a baby until he left her when he realized he was gay, that man was named Brian Lord, and he was born on this day. He's also the talent agent to the stars, and uh, he's also the father of their baby, which was book smart actress Billy Lord. She's been in a bunch of things. I don't know her. This There's a movie called Book Smart with um, Beanie Feldstein, who's on uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. Uh, and this the other person in it is Billy Lord, okay. who is Carrie Fisher's uh, daughter. Uh, and I always want to watch it, and you never want to watch it. Okay, well, maybe I'll start watching it. Maybe right. now that we've said it, you'll say, I need to watch that. I need to watch that. All right, Amanda, I... Hang on. Oh, okay, He sorry. was born on this day in New Iberia, Louisiana in 1960. I remember this. I don't know if you remember this, but I'm going to talk about somebody that had a tragic sort of end. Weapon safety on film and television oh sets was I affected... Do, I yeah, do remember this. ...by the tragic tale of John Eric Hexman, the young, handsome actor who starred in A Making of a Male Model and the show Voyager, when in 1994 on the set of a television show that he was the lead in, one of the leads in, Cover Up. 
When he was playing around with a prop gun that was loaded with blanks, he shot himself in the head as a prank, not realizing that blanks are still dangerous because they kind of shoot out puffs of air, Amanda. Uh, The cartridge shattered his skull. He was rushed to surgery and put on life support for a week before he died at the age of 26. His donated organs reportedly saved 13 lives, and he was born on this day in Englewood, New Jersey in 1957. Well, I do remember that. Yeah, tragic. Um, Chris Jenner is the mother of one of the most famous families in the world, thanks to the show Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And, of course, uh, her daughter, uh, Kim Kardashian, celebrated a birthday not too long ago. Um, which, uh, by the way, Keeping Up with the Kardashians is finally meeting its end. But, I mean, come on. There's so 19 many... 19 seasons, There's come so on. many yeah. spinoffs of it. There's so... I would love to know how many spinoffs of Keeping Up with the Kardashians there is. Because they all get their own little shows when they go through various marriages and so on. Jenner co-starred on the show with her children from her marriages to lawyer Robert Kardashian and also uh, to her marriage with Olympian, Olympic athlete Caitlyn Jenner who serves as producer on the show as well as on the reality shows Courtney and Chloe. Here we go. Courtney and Chloe take Miami as one. Chloe and Lamar. Courtney and Kim take New York. I'm sure there's more. She was born on this day in San Diego, California in 1955. Mo Gaffney is half of a comedy duo with Kathy Najimy. The two of them have starred on the comedy special The Kathy and Mo Show, Parallel Lives, in the early 90s. I don't, I don't remember this, know. but she's quite funny, so good yeah. for them. Mo is actually best known for her recurring roles from 1992 to 2016 as Bo on the comedy series Absolutely Fabulous. My favorite. Plus, she played Dr. Sheila Kleinman on Mad About You and has been on episodes of Veep, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, House of Lies, and the films Drop Dead Gorgeous, Happy Texas, and State of Grace. She was born on this day in San Diego, California in 1958. Leonard Sly was better known as Roy Rogers, the original country music singer who appeared as a bandit opposite Gene Autry in the Old Corral in 1936, then broke from the musical groups he had been appearing with and went solo in Under Western Stars in 1938. In the early 50s, he starred on the Roy Rogers show, which he co-starred with his real-life wife, Dale Evans, and which was so popular that he once received 79,000 fan letters in one month. Oh my month. goodness. Oh my gosh. The show lasted until 1964, one year before the death of Roy's beloved horse, Trigger. He was elected to the Country Music Hall of Fame twice, once in 1980 as part of the Sons of the Pioneers, and on his own in 1988, while he and Dale were inducted into the call of Western great Western performers of the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum in 1995. The Roy Rogers and Dale Evans Museum exists now in Branson, Missouri. That's a great place if you want to have a little Vegas experience in the middle of uh, God's country. And Rogers was born on this day in Cincinnati, Ohio in 1911. He died in 1998 at the age of 86. You know, Amanda, we're talking about a lot of authors that were born today Mm because earlier we said that if you're born today, you'd make a great author. But Mm -hmm. here's a great author of songs or a great songwriter as we refer to them. (laughs) I like author of songs. Uh, Brian Adams was Mm -hmm. born in Kingston, Ontario in 1959. He is a Canadian guitarist, singer, composer, record producer, photographer, philanthropist, activist, and author of songs. Adam rose to fame in Canada and the United States with his 1983 album, Cuts Like a Knife. For his contributions to music, Adams garnered 20 Juno Awards among 
56 nominations. There was a time where he was just nominated for everything at the Junos. Um, And 15 Grammy Award nominations, including a win for Best Song Written Specifically for a Motion Picture or Television in 1992. Adams has been nominated for five Golden Globe Awards and three Academy Awards for his songwriting for film. Wow. Yeah. And speaking of great songwriters, we'll end it off today with Art Garfunkel, who was half of Simon and Garfunkel until the team decided to part. Together, though, they achieved fame with their soundtrack for the film The Graduate, while Garfunkel has released 10 albums of his own and won eight Grammy Awards, including the Lifetime Achievement Prize. He and Paul Simon were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1990. And in 2008, Garfunkel was ranked 86 in Rolling Stone's magazine list of the 100 greatest singers of all time. He has also appeared in film as an actor, most famously in Catch-22, Carnal Knowledge, and Nicholas Rogue's controversial Bad Timing. He was born on this day in Forest Hills, New York in 1941. There you go, Amanda. Well, hug yourself someone with red hair, dye your hair red, or just enjoy your favorite author today. Tell, tell a redhead you love them. How about that? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Today's November 5th. We hope you had a good one because we certainly did. Here we on- certainly did and we hope you're still enjoying it. Uh, do listen to Born on This Day uh, every day for all your favorite birthdays. And remember, if, some, if you know somebody was born on this day or any other day, what a great gift and a free gift. 